welcome everyone to Christian Historical Fiction Talk. I'm your host, author Liz Holzma, and it is my great privilege to have you along with me for this episode. As always, we have a couple of housekeeping measures to take care of, just some business that we have to get out of the way before we can get down to the real nitty gritty of this episode. First of all, that is to make sure that you have subscribed to Christian Historical Fiction Talk on your favorite podcasting platform because there are a lot of great guests coming up in the next few months. I'm busy lining up these interviews and recording these interviews. You guys aren't going to want to miss a single solitary one of them. So make sure you're getting these notifications so that you know when these episodes go live. Second of all, remember that if you would like to find out more about some of the books that we're going to be talking about today, visit the podcast website, which is christianhistoricalfiction.buzzsprout.com. You can find out more about the books, and you can also find some links there where you can buy the books if any of these sound interesting to you. All right, so that is all taken care of. That is out of the way, and now we can get down into the heart of the matter. 2020 is coming to a close. By the time you listen to this, maybe it is already past. For a lot of us, it's been a very difficult year because of a lot of different reasons, and we're not going to dwell on that because what it has been a great year for is Christian fiction. Christian fiction in general, Christian historical fiction, in particular, there are so many good books that came out throughout the course of the year. If I were to name every single one of them, we would probably be here until 2022 trying to get through all of them. So on the social media for Christian Historical Fiction Talk, and if you haven't followed us on Facebook or on Twitter or on Instagram, please make sure that you do so. There is going to be lots of fun discussion over there, topics that we can't get into necessarily on the podcast. Sometimes I like to ask you, my listeners, questions, and I love to hear your answers. Some of that information may even make it onto the podcast. It's a great way to stay notified of when new episodes air, so make sure that you're following me over there as well. I posed the question over on social media, what was your favorite Christian historical fiction read from 2020? I know it was a really tough question, and a lot of people commented about what a difficult question that was. I get it, because there was so much that was good that was out there. So I tried to sift through a lot of what was out there, what I had read, what others had read, what we've already talked about here on the podcast. I don't want to go back and rehash some of what we talked about because we definitely were not able to get to every book that came out. So I wanted to pick things that maybe we haven't talked about that a lot of people thought were really, really good. That's what I've done. So here is what some of you had to say about this. Lori Parrish, who is the redheaded book lady, and if you haven't checked out her blog, it has a ton of great reviews on there. Make sure you go over there and check her out. 
she recommended two books that she thought were really fabulous this year. The first one that she recommended was The Book of Lost Friends by Lisa Wingate. I knew Lisa had come out with a new book, but I have to admit that I had not paid too much attention to what it was, and I have not picked it up or read it yet. But it does sound absolutely fantastic. Lisa did a fabulous job with her book, Before We Were Yours, and she carries this great writing over into the book of Lost Friends. This is a split fiction book, which is very hot and very popular right now. Part of it is set in Louisiana in 1875. It's the tumultuous era of Reconstruction and three young women set off as unwilling companions on a perilous quest. Hanny, who is a freed slave, Lavinia, the pampered heir to a now destitute plantation, and Juno Jane, Lavinia's Creole half-sister. Each carries private wounds and powerful secrets as they head for Texas, following roads rife with vigilantes and soldiers still fighting a war lost a decade before. For Lavinia and Juno Jane, the journey is one of stolen inheritance and financial desperation. But for Hanny, torn from her mother and siblings before slavery's end, the pilgrimage west reignites an agonizing question. Could her long-lost family still be out there? Beyond the swamps lie the limitless frontiers of Texas and improbably hope. And the second part of the book is set in Louisiana in 1987. For first-year teacher Benedetta Silva, a subsidized job at a poor rural school seems like the ticket to canceling her hefty student debt until she lands in a tiny, out-of-step Mississippi River town. Augustine, Louisiana is suspicious of new ideas and new people, and Benny can scarcely comprehend the lives of her poverty-stricken students. But amid the gnarled live oaks and rundown plantation homes lie the century-old history of three young women, a long-ago journey, and a hidden book that could change everything. All right, this is what I'm really, really sorry that I missed in 2020. It sounds absolutely amazing. And I think I'm going to have to try to fit it in with all of my 2021 reads. Lori said this about it. The book's voices had a story to tell, and they made her stay up until 4 o'clock in the morning to finish it. Every time she tried to put it down so that she could go to sleep, it wouldn't let her. Now, that's a good book. That's the best thing an author can hear is that you weren't able to go to sleep until you finished the book, and that's high praise indeed. Others have said that Lisa does a really good job of weaving these two timelines together, showing how the past informs the present. Others have said that it was a fascinating, uplifting story about hidden history and that it's a must-read and really awesome. Beautiful, enlightening, and a celebration of humanity. That's high praise indeed. Like I said, I'm going to try to slip this onto my 2021 to-be-read pile. It's already pretty high. We'll get into that in a future episode. But this is one I missed in 2020, and I'm very sorry that I did. Thank you, Lori, for pointing that one out. It does sound absolutely amazing. Lori also mentions another book, 
And this one I've heard a lot about, but just did not get around to picking it up. And that is The Edge of Belonging by Amanda Cox. Amanda is a debut author, and her very first book is getting really fabulous buzz. It released in September. This is also a split fiction or dual time or whatever you want to call it. Like I said, it's so hot and popular right now. Most of these books are going to be that way. When Ivy Rose returns to her hometown to oversee an estate sale, she soon discovers that her grandmother left behind more than trinkets and photo frames. She provided a path to the truth behind Ivy's adoption. Shocked, Ivy seeks clues to her past, but a key piece to the mystery is missing. 24 years earlier, Harvey James finds an abandoned newborn who gives him a sense of human connection for the first time in his life. His desire to care for the baby runs up against the stark fact that he is homeless. When he becomes entwined with two people seeking to help him find his way, Harvey knows he must keep the baby a secret or risk losing the only person he's ever loved. The truth both the search for it and the desire to keep it from others takes center stage as Ivy and Harvey grapple with love, loss, and letting go. Again, this is one I heard about, but now I'm really sorry that I did not pick it up because it sounds to be really, really good as well. The historical part isn't as far back historically as a lot of what we talk about here, but if you're looking for something a little bit more contemporary, this might be the book for you. Readers say they couldn't put it down. It knocked their socks off. Again, the two timelines were seamlessly stitched together. It was poetic and masterfully told. Wonderful, heartwarming from page one. It really kept their interest. Really fabulous, terrific, realistic Christian fiction. One reviewer says you will not be disappointed by this novel. Highly recommend it. So that sounds like one that might just be worth picking up. As I said, the historical isn't very super historical because it's only 24 years in the past, but it is a dual timeline. It has the present and the past in it. So it might be worth looking up, even if you tend to be a fan of stuff that's a little bit more historical. A lot of readers mentioned other books that were published in different years, and I can't fault them for not getting to a book in a certain year because I certainly haven't done it, and there are always books that you can discover from past times, but I'm not going to mention those because I really want to stick to what was published in 2020 because if we get into books that were really good from past years, we'll be here beyond 2022. Then Rebecca names an entire series, and she read two of the books this year. I know one, at least, was published this year, and that is Rosanna White's Codebreaker series. I know A Portrait of Loyalty was published this year, and we talked about the book here on the podcast, and we also talked to Rosanna White, so I'm not going to spend an awful lot of time on it, but... It was fabulous. I do have to agree with Rebecca that A Portrait of Loyalty was one of my very favorites that I read this year. It was outstanding and absolutely fabulous. All I'm going to say is if you have not picked up 
a portrait of loyalty, make sure that you do so and read it. That whole series is amazing and it's not to be missed. Like Rebecca says, it was beautifully plotted, carefully researched, perfectly cast, and used the power of all three of these elements to drive home a number of spiritual truths. Couldn't have said it better, Rebecca. I agree 100% with that. So make sure that you check out Rosanna White's Codebreaker series if you have not read that yet. I would agree that's fabulous. Then someone mentioned The Shepherd's Wife, which is part of Angela Hunt's Jerusalem Road series. I have to admit, I haven't heard about this series, and that's probably my detriment and my fault because Angela Hunt is a terrific author. I have said before, I don't read an awful lot of biblical fiction, and that's probably why I'm not super up on this. But it got rave reviews, and the person who recommended it says it sticks to scripture, it has beautifully drawn characters, and it's full of redemption. And I can't think of a higher praise for a book than that. And then I read the description, and it really made me want to read the book. Yeshua of Nazareth has two sisters, Damaris, married to a wealthy merchant's son, and Theodora, married to a simple shepherd from Bethlehem. When Theodora's husband suffers an unexpected reversal of fortune and is thrown into debtor's prison, she returns to Nazareth, where she pins her hopes on two she-goats who should give birth to spotless white kids that would be perfect for the upcoming Yom Kippur sacrifice. In the 18 months between the kid's birth and the opportunity to sell them and redeem her husband from prison, Theodora must call on her wits, her family, and her God in order to provide for her daughters and survive. But when every prayer and ritual she knows is about God's care for Israel, how can she trust that God will hear and help a lowly shepherd's wife? I have to admit that I really am quite intrigued by that storyline where it talks about two sisters of Jesus. And we know that Jesus had brothers. It's very likely that he also had sisters. And to think about what were their lives like and what might be going on with them and how does their relationship with Jesus impact them. It really is very intriguing and one of the readers who recommended this called it the most beautiful book of the year. So that's, again, high praise. It's excellent biblical fiction. It really brings the Bible to life. Humbleness and love personified and a really new angle, uh, telling a story from a new perspective while remaining true to the Bible. It's very tricky to do, but Angela Hunt does it very, very well. That sounds like another one I might have to try to slip onto my 2021 TBR pile, which is growing by the second, but that sounds like a really good read. The Shepherd's Wife, which is part of the Jerusalem Road series by Angela Hunt. Okay, like I said, we can go on and on for a long time about all the books that were published in 2020 and which ones were really good. There are so many. I could just keep going on and on. So now the question is going to come back to me, I guess. And what was my favorite Christian historical fiction book that I read this year? 
And now I know how you all felt when I asked that question, because it's so hard to pick out just one. There were so many, many good ones that it's really hard to say. A lot of them we've talked about here on the podcast, because I've read them and I wanted to talk about them. And I wanted to talk about them because I've read them. If I tried to pare it down, it'd be pretty difficult. I might have to pare it down by genre. So my favorite World War II books that I read this year, and I read quite a number of them, I would have to come down, I think, to Sarah Sundin's The Land Beneath Us, which we've talked about, so I won't go into it too much, but it wraps up a series, and it's really well done. I would suggest reading the entire series and ending up with The Land Beneath Us because it ties everything up so beautifully, but it's just a really powerful story, and I think it's one of her best, and that, you know, is saying a lot. So that is among my favorite World War II ones. The other of my favorite World War II ones that I read, and it might just edge out Sarah's just by a hair, and that would have to be Fragments of Light by Michelle Phoenix. I loved that book. It's another split fiction one. Again, we've talked about it, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. But part of it is set in France, and part of it is set in the Midwest in the present time. It was just so well done. And I was engaged in both storylines, and the way that they meshed and came together was so beautiful. And that's the great thing about split fiction. When it's done well, those two timelines will come together and everything will fall into place, and both will be equally as engaging, and the characters will both be as equally as beautifully drawn, and that's the way Michelle Phoenix's was, and the writing was just stellar and breathtaking. So those would have to be my World War II picks. Romantic suspense, again, really hard to say, but I think it would have to be Jamie Jo Wright's book, The Haunting at Bonaventure Circus. Again, we've talked about it, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it, but that was so good. And I think I really enjoyed it because it's set in a circus town, and I know the circus town that Jamie used as inspiration for the book. So I think that made it really extra special for me because I've been to the circus town, I've seen it, and I could picture a lot of it in my head. So think that's why I really liked that one. But that was another fabulous book by Jamie. She just doesn't disappoint, always writes wonderful books. That would have to be my choice for romantic suspense, my favorite romantic suspense of 2020. And then some of the other ones that I've really enjoyed, I have to say I loved Jen Tarano's book, To Steal a Heart. That was so good. It was so funny. Just different I love books that are full of drama. That one was had a little bit of drama, but it had a lot of comedy. It really made me laugh. It was fun. It kept me interested. Again, we've talked about it, but really good book. That has to be up there among my favorites. The one that I'm reading right now that is really good is A Gilded Lady by Elizabeth Camden. I love the history in that one. We're going to be talking to Elizabeth next time. So I'm not going to give too much about the book away, but that's another terrific book that came out this year that I really love. And I'm sure I'm missing a ton and a half of them because like I said, I think 2020, personally, I would have to say it is 
the best year so far for Christian fiction, for Christian historical fiction, by far. Everything that I read was so high quality. There was really almost nothing that I was disappointed in. Everything that I picked up was good. And I think that really speaks a lot to how far Christian fiction has come and what is out there right now. So we will have to see what 2021 has in store for us. I have a feeling it's going to be equally as good, maybe even better. Some of these authors that we have talked about today have books coming out in 2021. Some of them we will be chatting with about their new books throughout the year. I'm really looking forward to that. But as I said, that's in an upcoming episode. Well, that just about does it for right now. Remember that you can find more information about these books and these authors in the show notes, which are on the website christianhistoricalfiction.buzzsprout.com. So be sure you check that out. Make sure that you follow us on your favorite podcasting platform and also look us up on social media so that you can be notified when new episodes air. I would love it if you would go and check out my website, which is liztolsma.com, because I have a couple of new releases in 2020, and I have a couple coming up in 2021. So I'd love to stay connected with you and to get connected with you if I'm not already. Check me out over there on my website. I would really appreciate that. As I sort of alluded to, our guest next time is going to be author Elizabeth Camden. She is very interesting to talk to. It was a delightful conversation that she and I had, and you are not going to want to miss out on that author chat. Her book, A Gilded Lady, as I mentioned, I'm reading right now. I am so invested in this. I can't wait to find out what happens next. It's really a can't-put-down book. And she's going to talk a little bit about the book and about writing and her research and everything else that went into it. So you're going to definitely want to be sure to tune in next time to hear from author Elizabeth Camden. Thank you so much for supporting Christian Historical Fiction Talk. I appreciate each one of you. Thank you for your support throughout this year, and I'm looking forward to a great 2021. Thank you, and we will see you next time.